Hello, this is Peter Davison, and you're listening to Discussing Who. Prepare the subjugation of Earth! Oh man, this is war! The government has declared a state of emergency. But what do I do? The planet is going nuclear! Bravery of idiots is bravery nonetheless. Get them out of there! This is a war. This is war. Are you my mummy? At arms! Take aim! This is our chance. We will ravage this planet. Hello, Doctor Who fans, and welcome to Discussing Who number 158. I am Kyle Jones, and joining me always on this podcast, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I can't complain. Anything interesting going on in the world of Lee Shackelford lately? <laughs> uh, we're, we're still bailing out from the flood, and uh, it's, um, as, as my next door neighbor said, it's, it's just tiring, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's expensive and it's it's soul destroying, and but mostly it's just tiring. The people don't. I have learned also that people don't want to hear about my problems. So what's new with you? Well, I will say this: I have actually a thank you to give you. How about that? Oh yes, I know. So before I give my <laughs> I'm thank ahead you, of you, man. So before I give you my thank you, let me yeah. say this: Welcome back, Clarence Brown. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks. Thanks. Uh, glad to be on again for another review here of, of the Doctor Who, man, which which welcome to all the Doctor Who fans out there for joining. You know, just happy to be on, man. Good deal. So anything interesting going on in the world of Clarence Brown lately? <sighs> Nothing much, man. Just continuing to catch up on my shows. A little Black Mirror here, a little Twilight Zone there. And, you know, just having fun catching up on some Netflix in general. Just, you know. Trying, trying to get that bucket list down a little bit. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to He's give chilling. I'm going to give both of you a thank you then. Nope. So based on what you just said, Clarence, I will say thank you for telling me. And even though this wasn't quite Netflix, this was on HBO. I have been enthralled by watching the uh, Chernobyl uh, miniseries, mostly because I was so unaware of. Even though I know this was a dramatization, it's based on fact. And I was so unaware of how really destructive and sad and horrible what happened was. And that was a big eye opener. So thank you for putting me on to this show. Um, yeah. Thank the guys at uh, HBO for actually doing it. Cause, you know, again, very informative. Um, you know, they took some liberties here and there, but I think for the most part, they tro- told a story that was true as it could be to what actually happened and again just just makes you step back a little bit to see what actually what what type of power we have and the potential Mm -hmm. to destroy it all yes yeah indeed indeed you know you mentioned black mirror that is a series five that i am looking forward to discussing on a future discussing comics and speaking of discussing comics, Lee, I had a friend of yours who's become a friend of the show on this weekend to talk about his 
comic that he has written, and it is called Alice and the Invaders from Wonderland. Indeed so, it is. Uh, I enjoyed having Brett back on, so yeah. I hope you enjoyed that, because I think you were having a drive that you were listening to. Is yes. that correct? Yes, and that meant I got to ride and, and listen to you and Brett, which, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was that was a real treat. So on top of that, you did an episode of Relativity during the pre-production stage for Series 5, and you introduced me to Oz 9, and I have had so much fun <laughs> listening to that over the last three or four days. Is it not hilarious? It is freaking hilarious. The, 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 the characters, like you said, uh, Lee, you're just like driving down the road and starting to laugh. I mean, that, yeah. they're, they're hilarious. Right. Hello there. This is Olivia from Oz9 Podcast. I like to listen to people talk about things. So here's a really good network for people talking about things. It's actually called the Discussing Network because it's people talking about things. Enjoy. I was just going to add that it's also inter interesting hearing, you know, how the um, the bread is made or the cake is made or whatever. Yeah. In this instance. Sausage. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's the word I'm looking for. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and how it varies from the, the way, you know, we do relativity in the way they're similar as well. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's always interesting hearing that insight on, you know, how they actually make this thing. And I, I really enjoyed that part of that, that interview. So, Lee, I have to be honest. What or I have to ask you. Who is your favorite character out of the Oz 9 podcast? Oh, wow. There's so many characters to choose from. But I, I love Jessie just because I love the accent and I love her, her attitude. She's, uh, I just think she's hilarious. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it, yeah, it is, it is funny. Our shows are so different, but we do both have smart alecky artificial intelligences. <laughs> so as you pointed out, now it's the Nadia versus Olivia. Hey, and, and I get and credit Olivia for starting it. I really do. You, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I mean, it's not my fault. I, I just it's couldn't help fault. it. It's not my fault. But yeah, I have had so much fun with that. And yeah, I, I I just have to tell Nadia if she's listening, she has competition. I just uh -oh. wanted to know that. Yep. There we go. So, so folks, oz9.com. It's as simple as that. <laughs> oz numeral nine.com. Yep. You'll find out what we're talking about. Yes, she has competition. Just all I'm going to say. <laughs> hey, man, it's for the Oz9 relativity crossover, IEW style, that's going to happen in the future. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I'll narrate it along with the yeah, narrator. That would be very interesting. <laughs> what also is interesting is I've got some news, some interesting news, actually. So how about we get into the news? Yes. Cool deal. Well, I read this afternoon that Big Finish coming this November, they will have a first and second Doctor Big Finish crossover. Interesting. Very interesting. And the synopsis or the summary reads, When Zoe reattaches an old piece of equipment to the TARDIS console, she, Jamie, and the Doctor are lucky to avoid a collision, but the place they find themselves in may be even more dangerous because they encounter another Doctor, a space pilot named Stephen, and mm. a young woman named Katarina who really shouldn't be there. Hmm. 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 You're humming. Yeah. So what makes them hmm? What makes you hmm? Just Here. that that's an interesting collection of uh, 
of companions. But uh, was it saying that somebody's going to be playing the first Doctor as well? Uh, well, I'm assuming David Bradley. Do we know who's playing uh, the second Doctor? No, it didn't say, but it just yeah. said it was. It was mostly they had released the the artwork for the series and very interesting artwork because in the background you can see very not very well, but you can see it kind of embedded into the background behind the first doctor is the first doctor's visual from the opening credits and behind the second doctor, the second doctor visuals. Of course. So that's really, really cool. And that's coming Mm. in November from big finish. All right. So before we move on to our next bit of news, we will be back after this brief message. Hey guys, it's Sergio from Reality Breached. We've got a bunch of different podcasts over on our network at realitybreached.com, and one of my favorites is Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. Shellheads is a deep dive into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in ways you've never heard before. From the early comic days to the current Nick show, nothing is off limits. Jeff from the Warp Zone Arcade joins me to binge watch and power read through a comprehensive library of TMNT fandom. Check Shellheads out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more details, visit realitybreached.com. We are back, and for the second thing that I have in the news, coming August the 2nd, excuse me, August the 7th from Fathom Events, the end of time is coming back to theaters. Thoughts, the end of time, the 10th Doctor's final serial. I don't know if it came to theaters the first time. Do either of you remember? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember that. that I don't that think d- it did. That sure doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, it was it was told over Christmas Day and over New Year's Day. So I would think that it probably didn't. Mm, when is it coming to theaters again? August the 7th. Yeah, I was thinking, is our timing going to be perfect to go watch it in theaters? We're, we might be off a few weeks. Ah, okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying now. That that would have been very cool. But I think you're right. I think we will be off a few weeks. So which brings me into the dilemma do I want to go see it and mess up continuity? And I don't think I do. <laughs> hmm. yeah. So what do, what do you guys think? Would, would you go see it for the sake of we might be two or three episodes away from this actual story? Hmm. I, I don't know. Do we know what they're doing with the uh, presentation in theaters? Is it going to be any extra you know, behind the scenes or something that they might be showing upscaled the 4K. What's, what's the catch here? Well, Good I, question. I do know the series itself or the episodes themselves were in, you know, HD. So so that's cool. The flip of that is I don't think there's any extras. I think it's just the hour, hour and a half first part and the hour and a half or however many minutes. The second part just meshed into one story. Yeah, I'd go to watch it. I'd yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I I I love this uh, episode. It's you know one of my favorite regenerations. So yeah, I'm I may go watch it too. So cool. All right, well guys, do you have any other items for newsworthiness before we move on? Not at all. All right. 
All right, good deal. So for anyone listening, if you are brand new to this show, this is the moment that I get to do the most favorite thing and that I get to do in this entire episode, which is if you have not seen The Poison Sky, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. We are back, and we are back to review The Poison Sky. This is the... Affirmative. Affirmative. (laughs) The Poison Sky. It is the fifth episode, affirmative, of the... 2008 series of Doctor Who featuring the 10th Doctor, Donna Noble, and Martha Jones. This episode is a continuation of the previous episode, The Suntaran Stratagem, and it originally aired on the 3rd of May, 2008. Summary view, Clarence Brown, what say ye? What did you think of this episode? Hmm, Honestly, I think I liked this second part even less than the first part. <laughs> and, you know, I listened to our previous review uh, a couple of days ago and um, I'm agree with what Lee said in that review is that it seems like they're just stretching it out a bit. And that's kind of what I felt with this one. Seems like it could have been 20 minutes, but you know, it was a full hour almost. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Lee Shackelford. I agree with you, but Lee Shackelford. <laughs> Yeah, I thought there was some wheel spinning in this one, too. But I I do really like the way the doctor handles these situations uh, that arise in this story. And um, I don't know. But, but yeah, again, uh, sh- sh- did this need to be a two-parter? I wonder. Mm. Uh, what, what, what did you think about that? Mm. So I have an interesting comment. Last year, when we – our last year, last series, series three – when we reviewed Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution mm. of the Daleks, yeah. we reviewed those as one whole review. Two yeah. episodes, one review. Mm-hmm. And I'll be brutally honest, if it had not have been Lee Shackelford for us wanting to get you out of the flood, so to speak, and record, we yeah. would have probably have done these as one single review. Yeah. You did ask. And that being said, there is a common denominator between the two. Both are written by the same person. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Both of them are written by the same person. And that's just interesting that we feel Mm kind of the same about both. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is is about right. Because I, I struggled to find comments to make about this episode. So let's start with <laughs> Wilf and Sylvia. So I really don't have anything from the story itself. Mainly I'm talking about characters. Wilf and Sylvia. I think we start to see a side of Sylvia, different side of Sylvia in this episode. Do you guys agree? I, I guess in a sense, um, she does save Wilf when he's in the car uh, which I thought was, I don't know if it was heroic or just the uh, the need for the moment. She just kind of instinct kicked in and she did what she had to do there. I did like that about her, though. I really <laughs> I liked her. her solution. 
Yeah, yeah. While the doctor has his little toy out there trying to right. It's like, oh, let me handle this. Bam. <laughs> yeah, which was great, but um, I don't know. I didn't really see think that was much of a change for her, but it was just the need at the moment, and she kind of responded. So I don't think I liked her any more in this episode or less. Um, again, we see by I guess the two thirds of the episode, she's telling Donna to come back, don't go. Uh, which is kind of something we've seen echoed from other parents in other series so far. So I don't know. Um, I thought she was kind of the same. Now, Wilf, he was, again, kind of the same. <laughs> uh, very lovable, very whimsy's not the word. Uh, but but he definitely channels that uh, feeling that Donna has about being amongst the stars and adventuring. And that's kind of been his hidden passion for all these years that he's been stuck on earth uh without a tardis <laughs> so I, I don't know i think they were more of the same but i still enjoy both of their performances cool so what about you lee what do you think yep agree right down the line cool absolutely yeah well you know what i'm going to agree right down the line too mm-hmm. I, I i agree with everything you just said cool very well said clarence brown what about somebody that i don't necessarily like in this episode Clone Martha, not real Martha, clone Martha. (laughs) So my question that, Lee, I'm going to pose to you is, at what point do you think the doctor realized that Martha was not Martha? Well, he tells us later on that he knew in the first instant. And I was watching for ways in which David Tennant was going to communicate that on screen. And he does side-eye her. (laughs) <laughs> Almost from the beginning. And I I really like that because we in the audience really want him to get it. And but but it's also kept he keeps it sort of in his pocket, so to speak. So it works as a nice mystery in the story. Does he know or doesn't he? And then the moment of crisis comes. and Yeah, he knew. And he was using her. Yeah. Uh, and and that's good. That's what we wanted. I, I really like the way that was played. I don't know if that answers the question or not. No, it, it totally. What yeah. do you think? What do you think? I think she did such a good job of while trying to go along with the doctor, but still uh, work for the Centaurans. I think she she stayed in her lane a lot and she didn't really give obvious reasons for the doctor to distrust distrust her. But again, the doctor is smart. He knows what's going on. In that sense, I thought that, you know, she she just didn't jump out as being a double agent or whatever you want to call it, working for the enemy. But uh, I do think she wasn't as aggressive as Martha usually is. And that would have been the sign for me that maybe something's wrong because she was a little too reserved in some instances, in my opinion, to uh, to not be the Martha we know and love. So what did you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I thought that she did. She being the actress did an excellent job of having just enough subtle differences to let the viewer know, yes, she is playing Martha, but she is someone playing at being Martha. There were just enough subtle differences that you just felt that something was off. And, but it was enough to pass, you know. So that was what I took more away from it is I knew just by m- some mannerisms that, hey, th- this really isn't Martha. Yeah. Curious question. What did you guys think of Rose in this episode? 
<laughs> this episode is is often cited as being one of the most outrageous cases of a of an actor's agent uh, insisting, you know, making the deal so that they'll get paid. <laughs> she gets a screen credit. And if, do you think people were outraged at Mark Hamill's being in the, the end of? Uh, Wait, did I miss Rose? Okay, so yeah. that is the I did too. So my next question was, did you did you guys see Rose before reading? Like, like I'm thinking, you know the backstory, Lee. Did yeah. you did you did you guys see Rose? Or oh my yes. god, yeah, she saw the monitor in the TARDIS for oh. literally a second, and she gets a screen credit. What? And Billy Piper as Rose Tyler. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And And uh, no, neither did I, because I was reading and making notes and it said appearance by Rose Tyler. And I'm like, no, the next time I see Rose is in the uh, turn left episode, I think, or or midnight. No, midnight, midnight. She's in midnight. And then I was like, no, this can't. And so I went back and was just going through scene by scene until I finally found her. (laughs) But literally, she was in there like maybe a second. <laughs> and actually, it's at the eight minute and fifty second mark. Thank she, you. She's on the viewer right as the doctor begins to speak to the Suntarans. You blink and you miss her, literally. Yes. Mm. So, mm. so I, yeah, don't blink. <laughs> blink and you're dead. But I have a true and false question, and I want to see if you guys answer true or false to this question. In this episode, this is the first episode to feature all three, Billy Piper, Freema Adjaman, and Catherine Tate in the same episode. True or false? I would say true, but I yes. have... Go for it. <laughs> it seems like it should be. Okay. This is the first episode to feature all three, Rose Tyler, Martha Jones, and Catherine Tate in the same episode. True or false? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. No idea. Okay. The interesting thing to this is this is the first episode to feature all three characters in the same episode. That is true. Mm. It is not the first episode to feature all three actors in the same episode. That would actually go to Doomsday because Mm. Freema was playing her cousin in... Uh Doomsday. Billy Piper, of course, was in Doomsday. That was the last appearance, per se, of Rose Tyler. And it was at the very end that we meet Donna before The Runaway Bride. So all three actors were in Doomsday, but all three characters, this is their first episode together. Good trivia. That's uh, that's very good, yeah. If you can say that that Billy Piper is featured hey <laughs> she has fourth guy. billing in this episode yeah. i'll just say that there you go yeah that's it she's in the title <laughs> let's talk about luke radigan for a moment because i kind of was mean to him last uh episode and this proves that i don't necessarily remember this story as well as i thought i did because i totally forgot he saved the day but did he but did he mm. okay oh, yeah. th- th- then talk what do you think <laughs> Oh, man, this dude. I mean, I feel the same way I felt in the last episode. He gets on my last nerve. (laughs) He is everything a tech billionaire genius should not be. And I don't I still don't completely get his motivation for wanting to 
um, eradicate. I guess. Well, I guess he did tell us. He says that he got tired of being called a nerd and all this other good stuff. Uh, smart, geeky people are usually called. But that that was his um, his motivation, I guess. But still, to join this invading force and destroy everyone on Earth and start a new civilization somewhere else. Um, man, that guy really gets on my nerves. <laughs> but uh, I. So let me ask you this: Did well, you... he's dead now? If that's any company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you made me feel bad. No, don't feel bad because <laughs> let me ask you: Did you ever think for a moment that the Suntarans were going to actually give him his own planet? He was one of the guys, you know, he was up there chanting the chant, doing the thing. He, he feels he's part of family, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he? Well, that's what he thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, that was one of my problems yeah. with him in the last episode was the whole, I'm jumping up and down doing Suntar Ha, yeah. Suntar Ha. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, this is freaking irritating. Yeah. What makes it even worse when he goes back to gather his disciples and tell them about this new plan for this new earth. Point two, yes, um, and they're like, "Dude, you're nuts!" Yep, <laughs> and walk out on him. Yeah, no, I, I got to tell you what I think. Well, let me ask you this: if because Clarence, you just kind of described him yourself, so I'm not going to ask this one to you, but Lee, I'm going to ask this of you: if you were to ask, or someone were to ask you to describe Luke, what would you say? I would say uh, annoying little jerk. <laughs> A <laughs> good one. So, what do you think was his downfall? Uh, hubris, right? He he, he yeah. believed in his in, in his own. He believed in himself and nothing else, and uh, and didn't care what anybody else thought. Uh, he really believed that all those people were going to be on board with him, including the uh, the the planned the planned mating program. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know. It it can be said that that potentially with hubris, if you believe your own story and your own greatness and think that everybody else believes that too, you, that works on per se possibly for some people. Yes. Why do you think it didn't happen for Luke? Hmm. I don't know. I think when smart people are in the room, so to speak. They know to recognize when they're not the smartest person in the room. And I think that's part of his problem. He's just so full of himself. He can't, I guess he can't see something that's right in front of him. And it's ultimately his downfall until he, I guess, saves the day as Cal puts it by the end. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to listen to other people's points of view and, and ideas. And if you don't, then yeah, you're going to get what's coming to you. It, it, I was just going to add, like, it's it's a fine line from being, like, the smartest person in the room to just being a jerk and an a-hole. And yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been in plenty of meetings with people who mm-hmm. are really smart people, but they get up there and they aren't willing to listen to what somebody else is telling them about a situation. They ultimately wind up being wrong uh, mm-hmm. about something. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Lee mentioned, you just have to be willing to listen. And he's not that guy. He's the guy who's always right and knows it. So, yeah, I saw him as being he could not see the forest for the trees or the trees mm-hmm. for the forest or whichever way you want to put it yeah. and would sit there and argue to you which was better, the trees to the forest or the forest to the trees, just to try to prove his point. But the whole time that he's sitting there talking, the trees are on fire. Yeah. And, right. and, and and they're burning down and there's no trees and forests left be, and, and he still thinks he's right. And I, 
I, I wonder if my saving of the day was just him in an attempt to be glorious, not necessarily mm-hmm. be giving, but to be glorious. Yeah. Well, the doctor challenged him to do something clever with his life. And I do, I know you're going to ask this later, but that's actually my favorite scene. I love that Radigan um, sacrifices himself, not only to save the doctor, but to make some effort to put right what he, what he did. I mean, he does, he does save the day in that sense, but yet yeah, he also created this problem in the first place. <laughs> so, but, uh, and they, you know, when they're, they're shouting at him, what are you doing? And he says something clever. Yeah. It's like in that moment of watching the doctor prepare to sacrifice himself, it's finally hit him. This is how you do it. This is how you really be great. Not all the, the ways that he had, had thought about doing it. But but it's a very interesting question, Kyle, because if, if, if it's wrong to be the one in the room with all the answers and you won't listen to anybody else, how does that make Luke different from the doctor? Hmm. Okay. So if you don't mind, let me let me throw this one at you that I thought yeah. of while you were talking. Literally, or I should say, well, how does that make the doctor different? Right again, but yeah. Well, maybe instead of him listening to the doctor and coming to that realization, let's go back to the thing we commented on in our last review, which is his banter back and forth of trying to one up the doctor and. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't that he came to a realization. Maybe it was, oh, no, you're not going to sacrifice yourself. Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> Which one was it? Yeah, I'm going to be the hero. <laughs> and and we, we can't forget that this guy is a little nuts, right? Oh, yeah. He is a little nuts. So yeah. Yeah. you have to throw that in there with his genius and everything bit, else. Yeah. It's always a fine line. And, you know, I have to give it to the actor. He did a good job. I mean, he was even called upon to be a crying child on the floor at one point. <laughs> yeah. You know, having a, a tantrum. Yeah. And speaking of performance, this is somebody that we've just been talking about for maybe five going on 10 minutes of how much of a dweeb slash a hole slash total dweeb and non-likable person he was. So he did a very good job of portraying that. Yes, agreed. Let's talk just a moment about the Santarans. Question. Not necessarily. We, I mean, the, we know what the Suntarans are. We talked about what the Suntarans are in the last series. And frankly, there's only a Suntaran that I like, which is Strax. But beyond Strax, my question <laughs> is, how do you defeat an opponent whose greatest joy appears the, to be the chance to die in a glorious battle? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I I think I said this last time, but they're just like um, the clown version of a Klingon is basically what they are, because <laughs> they very much uh, along that same line of today's a good day to die. I want to mm-hmm. die in battle and all this other good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's really hard. And this is, you know, this, this is uh, true in the real world is that suicide bombers are very difficult to deal with because usually we're counting on people's instinct for self-preservation that, that if we threaten you, then you'll back down. But what if they say, we don't care. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I would Uh, have to speculate. I'm curious if the Suntarans and for that matter, the Klingons that you mentioned, Clarence, I'm wondering how much influence the Vikings had on both of those set of characters. 
Interesting. Because yeah. if you, you know, you think of the Vikings and a lot of the the Viking stories that I've read is there's nothing better than to die in battle and go to Valhalla and et cetera and so forth. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, you know, Santarans and that's kind of Klingon for that matter. That's at least our romantic notion of uh, of Vikings. We, I think that as time has gone by, we've learned that we were... We, we we believed a lot of things about them that were not a hundred percent true, but uh, uh, but yeah, that is the story we've always told. That's that's who they are. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely hits home in the real world. Again, like Lee was saying, if you think of some of the past events of the last twenty years that have happened, you could think of a pretty significant one where they thought they were doing it to go to you know their religious place. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to get specific, but you know you know what I mean there. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What did you guys think of the plot of terraforming all the people into Santarans? If that is, am I thinking or, or am I understanding that correct? That the idea was to transform all of the people of the earth into potato heads? I think the idea was to kill all the people, but to make the atmosphere a natural environment that would allow the, the cloning process. Ah, to- okay. They're, they're kind of turning it into a giant uh, – the Earth is going to turn into a giant uh, Santaran womb or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't remember that at all because it, I don't think it was clear and we never had a visual of it. We never saw how that was supposed to work or – you know, the fact that we're asking about it now means that it really wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. So it's not a part of the episode that works very well, what the ultimate threat is. If I were to ask you guys, what do you think is another part of the episode that didn't work very well? What might you say? Curious. Hmm. I have to think on that one for a second. All right. Well, while you're thinking, I'll give you one. The, yeah. The Valiant, you must. The Valiant arrives mm-hmm. and, and becomes a big fan. Yes. I, I kind of like that. It, it's, it's great. I kind of like it, but the logistics are not there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get your point, but I. I kind of liked it because I just, I guess I just liked the, the visual of it, I guess, but I don't know. It was Tr- interesting. Trust me. I liked the visual. I thought that was awesome. That the special effect was really, really cool. But if I'm sitting there trying to process it from a story point of view, they only just cleared a couple of miles, maybe in London. They didn't clear anything else. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think they were just clearing that location. So uh, if if you remember like a scene prior, the doctor was like, you guys are idiots out here with your guns. You can't even see. And then the saving grace was the carrier uh, coming in and gotcha. knocking all the, the smoke away, I guess, the clouds away. Gotcha. Good point. Good point. Good point. Well, I want to make a reference real quick. This was a brightness in this episode, which was they did reference the brigadier. And this is the first time the Brigadier was referenced since 1989's Battlefield story with the Seventh Doctor. So even though we didn't see the Brigadier, they actually referenced in saying that he was stranded in Peru. They at least mentioned him. So I thought that was cool. And I think that deserves honorable mention. So I say, unless you guys have anything else, favorite quotes. Are we ready for favorite quotes? Oh, this is easy. All right. Favorite quote, Clarence Good. Brown. What say ye? Are you my mummy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lee Shackelford. You've got three fingers. 
Okay, I'll give you that. So I'm going to follow up that with my favorite quote. Are you my mommy? Yeah, Yeah, I knew that would be yours. That was mine. I loved it. Totally loved it. Gas mask and everything. Favorite scene. Lee. Mm. Well, I I already said uh, I loved uh, Radigan uh, uh, jumping into the transporter and uh, saving the doctor. And uh, what are you doing? Something clever. And then when he gets there, of course, they're all like, what are you doing? And he says, yeah, Sontar, ha! <laughs> and it's the button. <laughs> Boom. It was a great visual, too, of course. A very good visual. The Sontaran yeah. ship blowing up. And by the way, um, fans of the classic series, when we saw the Sontaran ship, the, the, the mothership out there, we may have been thinking, wow, we've come a long way since the old spheres that they always used to arrive in. And then we saw their, their individual craft coming down, and it was the old spheres, like uh, from way back to the Time Warrior and everything else. So a little shout out to the original series. Sweet. Cool. Clarence, favorite scene? Uh, I think I'll go back to the scene we talked about already, and that's when Wilford is full of joy, but Sylvia is kind of worried. Um, at Donna running off again. Um, and I just love the infectious joy of um, Wilford Mott. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So my favorite scene will actually go to the scene right after the sacrificing of Santar Ha. And that is when the doctor is back, uh, has been transported back. You've got Martha sitting there beside him and you have Donna before, and before she sits down, comes up and kind of punches him a good one and then yes. sits down. I like that too. <laughs> the, the two different ways of his companions relating to him. Yeah. I thought that was a very nice touch. Also. <laughs> so that was really, really cool. So, uh, uh, another honorable mention is when uh, I guess Donna comes back down on the transporter thing, pathing, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, she's like, "I hate you, I hate you," and she yes. goes and hugs him. Exactly. Do you have any idea how much I hate you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> great. She's like, you know, to keep in line with what I've been doing in the last couple of episodes in series four, I think she was probably just really happy at that p- point that Donna had been saved. Donna Noble. So, because you can't say it enough, Cal. I can't, and I'm going to keep that up. Trust me. So, any other thoughts other than Donna being saved that you guys might have before we get into our final rating? Mm, I think we've covered it. Cool. <laughs> I think Martha's through with the unit, don't you think? I think she probably needs to go. Mm, yeah. Play with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe maybe she could, you know, go to Torchwood for a couple of episodes. Ooh, no, wait. That's, no, maybe that's, she can't because yeah, she got kidnapped. Oh. Uh, so final rating then, we'll because see. before we get kidnapped ourselves, because <laughs> this was such a great episode. Final rating. Clarence Brown, what say you? I'm going to go with a 3.4. It was okay. Okay. But the actors were great as always, but you know, the story was just okay. All right. So Lee Shackelford, what's I would you? do I would do three five. There there are a lot of things about this little moments that I like, but they're just too few and too far between. All right. I'm going to give it a three point one, actually. Wow. Busted. Yeah. <laughs> three point one. And I have actually a rationale there. I'm going to to give it one for Martha, two for Donna, 
three for the tenth doctor, and point one for what? Anybody so got a guess? Are you my mommy? No, well, well, close. <laughs> Maybe uh, since I've given one, two, and three for the other, I'm giving it a point one for the brief appearance of Rose Tyler. Oh wow! <laughs> so three point wow. one. That'd have to be point zero zero zero. Okay, so I'm going to give it a three point zero 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 one. I was going to say about that logic, any episode that she's in is automatic five going forward, right? Yeah, sure, sure. You know, point one for a millisecond. Yeah, you're right by that logic. I just reminded myself of something else I wanted to say that's kind of about this episode. I hope that on our uh, page for this episode on the uh, Discussing Who uh, website that we can embed or at least link to a YouTube video that has a rude title that I won't say here and is a supercut made by somebody who has a rude a username. So I'm not going to say that either. But um, the, a lot of this two-parter is about how much the doctor hates guns. Um, he takes guns away from people. He says, if I see one more gun, he is fed up with guns. And somebody did a supercut of it. it, This is a tremendously time consuming task, but they found every single time that the doctor has used a gun in the past. And there are a lot of them Hmm. and they have strung them all together and into a video called the doctor is going to bust a cap. You you finished the sentence. Mm. <laughs> and it is amazing to watch because we we know this is part of his character, right? <laughs> so he doesn't use yeah. guns. He doesn't like them. He you know except the times when he does. And yeah. there are a lot of them. <laughs> and, and you know that that's interesting because we <laughs> gave the thirteenth doctor such a hard time last year of and actually almost called her being hypocritical about her yeah. anti I'm going to mm-hmm. use a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually so, glad you yeah. brought that up. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking if you guys haven't seen this, yes, do do go look for it and uh yeah, I hope we can we can include it as part of the notes. Oh, sure. For sure. The doctor Busting what a cap in your the doctor is gonna bust a cap. <laughs> That's yeah. the best title ever, I'm isn't sorry. it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And you know what? This has been one of the most fun <laughs> reviews. I think we need to dislike episodes more. We do have fun when we're when we're hating us. <laughs> oh man. Because I don't this know what that says about us. World War Three, yeah. the two doctors, and mm-hmm. now this. That's right. We actually weren't this bad in in fear. Don't say it. Okay. Well, what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So before we l- lose complete composure, I have one final question, Lee Shackelford. If someone wanted to find what you are working on them, their internets. Yes. What might? Where might you be found? Please, please, please look in on relativitypodcast.com where there's a surprising amount of things going on for a show that is between seasons. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, folks will enjoy it. So what oh. about uh, Clarence? Yeah, uh, I'm going to direct people over to medium.com slash discussing dash network. If you can remember all that. Medium. where. I actually did written reviews of all of the latest season of Star Trek Discovery. Wow. So if you're into that, uh, go check them out. Give them a read. 
didn't know that. And compliment to you, Clarence, because writing written reviews are harder, at least for me, than than I think. So kudos to you for doing that. So kudos. And for anyone listening that wants to find out other things that we're working about or talking about or doing, go over to Facebook, look up groups, and look up Discussing Network and join us. We'd be glad to have you in on the conversation. And I think with that, before we start in on this fantastic episode again, I will say we will be back next time. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?